it here. Drops of water fell from the chipped bowl onto her homespun linen skirt. You, shouted the short soldier. Marisha's first wish was that Stefan had both boots on, because standing there with one foot bare, he looked as defenseless as a little boy. You, the soldier yelled again as he moved toward her brother. Stefan Bolinsky, is it not? The buttons on the soldier's uniform shone, reflecting a flame that shot up in the hearth from the dying fire. As he neared, Marisha could see the red scar that ran from his left ear to his mouth. It was as thin as a piece of thread. She stared at that and at the brown edges of his front teeth. The short, scar-faced soldier's voice was hoarse. You didn't appear for the army induction. You were called up in the lottery. You know the laws. If you're called up, if they pick your number, you come. Marisha translated the Russian words for Mama, who had never learned Russian in spite of the Tsar's order that everyone in Poland must do so. They're mad because Stefan didn't come for the induction. There's been a mistake. We wrote for a postponement. Mama spoke the words slowly and very loudly, as if in that way she could make the Russians understand her Polish. My mother says that we've asked in writing for a postponement, Marisha told the soldiers in Russian. There was a clatter of boots. Suddenly, Popple was in the low doorway to the room. His chestnut hair was rumpled and wild-looking, as wild as his eyes. He was breathing hard. Like Mama, he must have seen the soldiers when the dogs barked, and Marisha knew he would have run as fast as he could up the slope from the cowshed. Behind his right leg, Katrina hid. With wide open eyes, she peered at the soldiers' guns. Trailing Katrina was the chicken with the broken wing that she'd made into a pet and that followed her everywhere. It circled Papa's legs, over and over it clucked. What is it? What's the matter? Papa asked in faltering Russian. Adam stood on Papa's right side, so close he touched Papa's elbow. In his thin fingers, he nervously twirled a piece of straw around and around. Why didn't your son appear with the others? His name was on our lists. Trying to escape his duty, is he? That's an offense punishable by prison, by worse than that. The tall soldier said this. He tried to look stern and manly, but at Papa's angry scowl, he lowered his eyes and his round cheeks flushed. Papa said, his brother died ten years ago in the Tsar's army. We gave one boy to the Tsar. That's enough. We need Stefan. We wrote and said that. You have another son. The short soldier with the scar pointed to Adam, who bit his lip the way he always did when he was frightened. The soldier's eyes narrowed. The eyes were slits in his hard face. If you have one son at home, We get to take the other one.
At his feet, Katrina's chicken attacked crumbs of bread, its eyes glittering with greed. When the scar-faced soldier kicked at it, the chicken flew into the air, feathers all aflutter, and Katrina gave a low cry. Papa put a comforting hand on her shoulder and said, Adam's a child. Nine, that's all he is. He can't do a man's work. His age doesn't matter. You have two sons, so we get one. That's what it says in the regulations, and that's the end of it, the scar-faced soldier said. He shoved Stefan onto the wooden chair. With the tip of his rifle, he poked at the boot Stefan held. Get it on. Stefan bent to do so. The embers from the hearth glowed so brightly on his reddish hair that the tumbling strands looked as if they were burning.